Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. Well, God bless you. It's always a joy to come into your homes. We love you, and we know God has great things in store. He rewards people that seek after Him, and I believe that's you, and I know it's all of you. But whenever you're in our area, I hope you'll stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But thanks so much for tuning in today, and thanks again for coming out. I like to start each week with something kind of funny, and I heard about this minister he noticed a dead mule on the church grounds. He called the health department and they said they couldn't pick it up without authorization from the mayor. Well, the mayor was known to be very rude and very hard to get along with. When the minister called, the mayor didn't disappoint. He started ranting and raving. And finally he said, why are you even bothering me? Isn't it your job to bury the dead? The minister asked God to give him the right response. He said, yes, mayor, it is my job to bury the dead, but I always like to notify the next of kin first. (laughs) All right, hold up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I want to talk to you today about living breakthrough-minded. A breakthrough is a sudden burst of God's favor. It's an explosion of His goodness. It's when all of a sudden, God releases His power in such a way that you're overwhelmed. Maybe you've been praying about a child for years, and suddenly they get back on the right course. That's a breakthrough. Or you were trying to get in a certain college. They said they were full, but all of a sudden they call back and say they have room for you. Another breakthrough. Perhaps in your finances, you've struggled for a long time. Then you get a good break. You get promoted. Now it's not a struggle anymore. Those are all breakthroughs. It's like a flood of God's power where you look up and think, I'm overwhelmed by God's goodness. I had a lady tell me last week, how she was in town at the cancer center. Earlier, she'd gotten very bad news concerning her health. It looked like her world was crumbling, but the doctors ran some more tests and they discovered she didn't have what they originally thought she had. It was something much more treatable. She was so relieved, so excited. She said, Joel, I feel like I've been given a new lease on life. That's the God we serve. He's called the God of the breakthrough. And no matter what you're facing, no matter how impossible it looks, know this, the God of the breakthrough wants to visit your house. You may have struggled in your finances for a long time, but if you'll stay in faith, the God of the breakthrough is coming your way. Your health may be going downhill, but don't get discouraged. The God of the breakthrough can breathe healing into your body. Your dreams may look impossible, but right now, the God of the breakthrough is working behind the scenes, arranging things in your favor. Here's the key. We have to live breakthrough-minded. We have to get up each day and say, Father, I know you're the God of the breakthrough. 
And even though I don't see a way, I know you have a way. So I'm expecting you to visit my house. I'm expecting you to overwhelm me with your goodness. I'm expecting a sudden explosion of your favor. That's what it means to live breakthrough-minded. You're expecting God to show up and show out in amazing ways. One time, David needed a breakthrough. He faced an impossible situation. He and his men were up against this huge army, the Philistines. They were greatly outnumbered. They had little or no chance of winning. David asked God for help, and God gave David the promise that he would go with them and they would defeat that army. So David and his men went out, and that's exactly what happened. God gave them a great victory. And David was so overwhelmed by it, he said there in 1 Chronicles 14, verse 11, God has broken through to my enemies like the bursting forth of water. He named the place Baal-perism. Baal-perism means the God of the breakthrough. Notice, David likened God's power to the bursting forth of waters. In other words, he described it as a flood. He was saying, when the God of the breakthrough shows up and releases his power, it will be like a flood of his goodness, a flood of his favor, a flood of healing, a flood of new opportunity. Think about how powerful water is. Three or four feet of water can pick up a huge car that weighs thousands of pounds and move it all around. I've seen on the news in these big floods, whole houses floating down the river. Nothing can stop the force of that water. Anything in its way is moved out of its path. You may have difficulties that look extremely large, obstacles that look impassable, dreams that look unattainable. But know this, when the God of the breakthrough releases a flood of his power, nothing can stop it. That sickness may look big, but it's nothing for the God of the breakthrough. It doesn't have a chance when God releases a flood of his healing. Your opponents may look powerful. They may be bigger, stronger, better equipped, better financed, but they don't have a chance when God opens up the floodgates of his favor. You need to get ready, not for a trickle, not for a stream, not for a river. No, get ready for a flood of God's favor, a tidal wave of God's goodness, a tsunami of his increase. Some of you are thinking trickle when God's got a whole ocean to work with. You're thinking stream when God's got a tidal wave. You've got to enlarge your vision, dare to stretch your faith. God wants to release his favor like a flood. He wants to overwhelm you with his goodness. The scripture says in Isaiah, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of God will raise up a barrier. Several commentaries believe that the comma was placed in the wrong position. Instead of saying, when the enemy comes in like a flood, comma, they suggest the comma should have been placed after the word in. It would read, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the Spirit of God raises up a barrier. In other words, the emphasis on the flood has to do with God's power and not the enemy's. When you face difficulties and situations that look impossible, 
If you will stay in faith, the God of the breakthrough says, like a flood, you'll see his power. Like a flood, you'll see his vindication. Like a flood, God's favor will overtake you. Suddenly, his blessings, his goodness will overwhelm you. That's what happened to David in this passage when he defeated this great army. He was so impressed by it, he named the place Baal-Purism, the God of the breakthrough. Now, anytime David and his men passed that city, they would say, remember that? That's where the God of the breakthrough showed up. That's where God released his favor like a flood. No doubt, even generations later, David's grandchildren, great-grandchildren, when they passed through that city, they say, oh yeah, granddaddy told us about this place. This is where the God of the breakthrough gave them a great victory. This is where God helped them defeat an enemy almost twice their size. Every one of us should have some bell parisms. We should have places where we can look back and say, that's where the God of the breakthrough did something amazing in my life. That's where God healed me. That's where God promoted me. That's where God protected me. That's where the God of the breakthrough visited my house. When I drive up to this beautiful facility each week, I know this is a bow parism. I can say this is where the God of the breakthrough released his favor like a flood and gave us a beautiful facility, even though all the experts said we didn't have a chance. Every time I see my mother, I know that's another bow parism. I can say that's where the God of the breakthrough released his healing like a flood. When I drive on the loop over by the ship channel, I remember how years ago I lost control of my car. It was raining extremely badly and I began to spin around and around crossing five lanes of traffic. And at one point I looked up, I was going the wrong direction and an 18-wheeler was right in front of me. But that's where the God of the breakthrough released a flood of his protection. God held back that truck. Here I am alive and well today. A bowel in my life. Every time I pass that place, I say, thank you, Lord, for your protection. Every time I drive up to this facility, thank you, Lord, for your favor. When I see my mother, thank you, Lord, for your healing. There's an old country song that says, let's give them something to talk about. Friends, God wants to give you something to talk about. He wants to overwhelm you in such a way that everywhere you go, you can tell your friends, your neighbors, your children, your grandchildren about the great things God has done for you. We are not supposed to drag through life defeated, discouraged. I never get any good breaks, Joel. I never get promoted. My back's been hurting for three years. Now get over into faith. If you'll start living breakthrough-minded, God promises he's going to show up and give you something to talk about. Not long ago, this lady came up to me and she was so excited. Her family member needed a series of surgeries. It was vital for this family member to continue living a productive life. But the problem was it was going to cost $400,000 and it was not covered by her insurance. She didn't have the funds. But this lady, month after month, just kept praying, kept believing, trusting that the God of the breakthrough would make a way. She didn't need a trickle. She didn't need a stream. She didn't need a river. She needed a flood of God's favor. And one day, out of the blue, her employer called her in. 
She had worked for this company for nearly 30 years and she didn't even know they knew about the situation. But they said, you've been so good to our company. You've been so faithful. We've decided we are going to underwrite the surgeries that your family member needs. $400,000. What was that? The God of the breakthrough releasing a tidal wave of his favor. Like a flood, God's goodness came over her. Now, everywhere she goes, she can't keep quiet. She tells everyone what God has done for her family. God gave her something to talk about. He wants to do the same thing for each one of you. What are you expecting? What are you believing for? Would you ever release your faith for something that big? Or would you think, Joel, that never happened for me. $400,000, I never get any good breaks. Besides, my boss doesn't even like me. Listen, it doesn't matter who likes you or who doesn't like you. All that matters is God likes you. He accepts you. He approves you. His favor surrounds you like a shield. Promotion doesn't come from people. It comes from God. And if you'll be bold enough to believe big, then the God of the breakthrough can release a tidal wave of his goodness, a tsunami of his favor in your life. Here's how David put it. Psalm 112. When darkness overtakes the righteous, light will come bursting in. At times in life, it may seem dark. You may not see how it could ever work out. You don't have the funds. The problems look insurmountable. But if you will stay breakthrough-minded, God promises the light will come bursting in. Notice, it's not going to trickle in. It's not going to barely get there. No, like a flood, like the breaking forth of waters, it will come bursting in. That means suddenly things will change in your favor. Suddenly you get the break you need. Suddenly your health turns around. Suddenly the problems resolve. Suddenly a new door opens. God likes to do things suddenly. When it's dark, don't start complaining. Don't get all negative. Keep reminding yourself that the light is about to come bursting in. It may be today, maybe tomorrow, next week, next month, next year, but know this, suddenly things will change in your favor. But I've learned when it's difficult, things aren't going our way, that's when it's the easiest to lose our joy, to lose our vision, lose our enthusiasm, to not believe that things will ever get better. But we have to learn to do just the opposite. Right in the midst of the challenge, God says that's the time more than ever to expect a flood of his favor, a flood of healing, a flood of vindication, a flood of protection. Our attitude should be, it may be dark, but I know the God of the breakthrough is about to turn it around. My child may be off course, but I know the God of the breakthrough is about to bring him back. Business may be slow, but I'm expecting the God of the breakthrough to release a flood of his favor, a flood of new clients, a flood of new sales, a flood of promotion. When it's difficult, don't get negative. You are in prime position to see the light come bursting in. You're in prime position for God to give you something to talk about. I love the story that our children's pastor told not long ago. Craig and Samantha have a son named Connor. He's a very handsome, fun little boy. Connor has autism. He's five years old and he's never spoken a full paragraph. 
Really, he doesn't speak in complete sentences. He will speak phrases here and there, maybe two or three, four words together, but nothing much more than that. Day after day, Craig and Samantha just keep speaking faith into Connor, telling him that he's more than a conqueror, that he can do all things through Christ. And every night at bedtime, either Craig or Samantha will sit down and read two or three books with little Connor, and then they'll pray together, go to bed. The other night, just as Samantha was about to turn off the light in Connor's room, she heard him start speaking. He went on and on and on so clearly, so fluently, she ran and got the video camera and captured the first real paragraph that he'd ever spoken. Here's what he was saying. This is my Bible. I am as as I am. I have as as I have. I can do as as I can do. Tonight I will talk the word of God. My soul is in fist. My mind is a word. My heart is accepted. I will never be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. That was his first real paragraph. What was that? That was the God of the breakthrough visiting their house. Like a flood, God's favor came on little Connor. A flood of healing, a flood of restoration, a flood of wisdom. Now Craig and Samantha have another bowperism. That's a night that they will never forget. And even though little Connor still doesn't speak perfectly clearly yet, they know he is well on his way. What God started, he will finish. How it happened is Craig and Samantha take the DVDs from my messages home and little Connor will put them in and watch. They said that normally when he's looking at cartoons, he'll only watch for five or 10 minutes, but he'll sit there all through the day and watch my whole 30 minute message. I told Craig later, when a five-year-old chooses me over Barney, I know I have favor. (laughs) But I love the fact that God gave them something to talk about. They were so excited about it, they tell everybody what God has done for little Connor. It was dark, but the light came bursting in. Whenever they're tempted to be discouraged, all they've got to do is go put that video in. They can see the favor of God like a flood. When I'm tempted to think that something's not going to work out, it looks impossible, all I've got to do is drive down here to our beautiful facility and I'll thank God you did it for us once. I know you can do it for us again. (laughs) Friends, God wants to release a flood of his power. Not a trickle, not a stream, not a river. Get ready for a flood of favor, a flood of restoration, a flood of healing, a flood of promotion. Some of you are thinking too small. You've settled where you are, thinking that you've reached your limits. Your child will never get well and you'll never accomplish your dreams. You'll never overcome those obstacles. No, you need to get ready. I can see something in your future. Through my eyes of faith, I can see a tidal wave coming your way. It is not a wave of defeat, a wave of discouragement, a wave of more of the same. It's a wave of God's favor a wave of promotion, a wave of deliverance, a wave of restoration. It's the God of the breakthrough releasing his favor like a flood, causing you to overcome obstacles that you thought were insurmountable, causing you to accomplish dreams that you never thought possible. Dare to believe. If you think trickle, you're going to receive trickle. If you think barely get by, then you're going to barely get by. 
If you think that problem's too big, it will keep you defeated. But if you will learn to think flood, you will experience flood. If you think overflow, you'll experience overflow. If you'll dare think tidal wave, then God can release a tidal wave of his goodness in your life. This is what Jesus said. According to your faith, it will be done unto you. The other night, we were out to dinner with our son, Jonathan. He's 14 years old now. And when he went to order, he said to the waiter, I would like a steak. The waiter asked him, do you want a six ounce, a 10 ounce or a 14 ounce? Jonathan didn't think about it twice. He didn't ask me if it was okay. He didn't look at the menu to check the price. He immediately said, I want the 14 ounce. When it comes to food, he's not expecting a trickle or a stream. He's expecting a flood. He not only has a big appetite, but he knows who his father is. He knows I want to be good to him. That's the way we need to be concerning our heavenly father. Don't have a small minded mentality. Don't have a narrow, limited vision. Some people act like they're inconveniencing God. They don't think they can expect their dreams to come to pass. If they can just barely get through life, that's good enough. I don't expect to get out of this problem. God, if you'll just help me to endure it. I don't expect to ever meet someone and really fall in love. God, if you'll just help me to not be so lonely. No, you're expecting a trickle when God's got a flood. You're expecting six ounce when God's got 14 ounces. You're thinking survive when God's thinking abundance. If you will think bigger, God will act bigger. If you'll dare to be bold and step up to the plate like Jonathan and say, God, I know you control the whole universe. I know you're longing to be good to me. So I want to thank you for releasing a flood of your favor in my life. In other words, God, I want to thank you that my little Connor one day will speak totally fluently. God, I want to thank you that I'll be totally free from this addiction, that I'll be totally healthy and whole, that all my dreams and desires you put in me will come to pass. When you release your faith in a big way like that, in a 14 ounce way, God doesn't say, who do they think they are? The nerve of those people. Don't they know they don't deserve it? No, when you talk like that, it brings a smile to God's face. He says to the angels, listen to what they're saying. They believe I can do great things. They believe I can turn any situation around. They've got their trust and confidence in me, so I'm not gonna disappoint them. Let me open up the windows of heaven and pour out a flood of favor, a flood of healing, a flood of promotion, a flood of vindication. The scripture says, it is our faith that pleases God. If you want God to smile down on you in a greater way, dare to believe him for bigger things. I remember my father told how when he first started ministering, he would travel from town to town, speaking at small auditoriums and small churches. And back in those days, it would have been the 1950s, he would carry all of his sound equipment in the back of his car. When he got to an auditorium, he would set it up and be ready to go. This particular night, there were going to be a couple of hundred people there. It was a big deal. He was excited about it. He was this up and coming young minister. And so he got there a couple of hours early to make sure he had plenty of time to set up. But in the midst of all the excitement, he accidentally locked his keys in the trunk of the car. 
He knew he couldn't have his big service without that sound equipment. So he and the other people there, many of them he did not even know, they came over and tried to get the trunk of the car open. They shook it and they wiggled it and got some coat hangers and some tools. They just could not get that trunk to open up. Time was running out. They were way back in the country. Didn't have time to go get someone or to tow the car. It looked like his big evening was going to be ruined. And just when he was about to give up, it dawned on him that he had not prayed about it yet. And one thing I can tell you about my father, he was always very bold. He would pray about anything. Growing up, he would pray over the lawnmower. He would pray over the car radiator. One time our washing machine wasn't working. I heard daddy in there casting the devil out of that thing. He was not ashamed to pray about anything. So he announced to all those people that he was going to pray that God would help him to open up that trunk. They looked at him like he had lost his mind. They began to snicker and laugh. They said, you've got to be kidding. You can't pray that God will help you open up a trunk. He said, sure I can. You have not because you ask not. So my father went over there and put his hands on the trunk and he said, father, I know there is nothing too difficult for you. And you know, I need this sound equipment to have this meeting tonight. So I'm asking you to somehow, some way, help me to get this trunk open. He began to shake it and rattle it more vigorously than ever, but it still would not open. As he turned and walked away, the laughter and the snickering got a little bit louder. But all of a sudden, they heard this pop. They all turned around. Lo and behold, the trunk had popped open on its own. And just like it was in slow motion, it began to rise up toward the heavens. Just like God was saying. Just like God was saying, I told you I would do it. I'm the God of the breakthrough. Those other people nearly passed out. From then on, they did anything my father asked. It was yes, sir, no, sir, whatever you say, sir. That was a valparism in my father's life. Here we are 50 years later, still talking about it. But I don't believe it would have happened if my father had not been living breakthrough minded. You may not need a trunk to pop open. Maybe the doctors have told you there's nothing more they can do. Maybe it's a sickness trying to pull you down. Get ready for the God of the breakthrough to show up. Maybe it's a relationship that needs to be restored. A family member that's off course, start declaring the God of the breakthrough is turning it around. Like a flood, his favor can overtake you. Like a flood, God can cause your employer to pay for the surgeries your family member needs. Like a flood, God can cause your little boy to start speaking clearly. Like a flood, God can cause a trunk to supernaturally pop open. I'm asking you to live breakthrough minded. And the good news is the God of the breakthrough is about to visit your house. Not with the trickle, not with the stream. No, get ready for a flood of God's favor, a tidal wave of God's goodness. Do you receive that today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. 
Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.